Good morning. This is Melvin York, and today uh, you'll be listening to Daddy Pete's Global Gardening. We have added another podcast in hopes that we could help you with some of your uh, food planning, food storage uh, applications that you may be uh, thinking about or not thinking about. Uh, one thing for certain is in the United States, whether we want to believe it or not, uh, we are experiencing some food shortages. And now that we're being told that uh, it's because of workers to process or deliver, and uh, that may be part of the problem, but uh, I do not see it that way at all for the major problem. And we're going to get into why. Uh, these things are happening. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll use the government resources and the data they provide uh, to give you a, a quick overview of what's going on. Also, I want to give you a couple websites where you can track a lot of different things uh, concerning your food as far as what's being recalled. Uh, we even go into what's being recalled on uh, medical. Also, you can get that information daily. You can sign up on these websites that I'm getting ready to talk about, which are government websites, and do that. Now, uh, I want to uh, stress that we are uh, in food shortages. Uh, if you've been to the grocery store in the last year, and I think that we can easily say that we're now post-pandemic, uh, so we can't blame everything on, we can't keep blaming everything on uh, COVID-19. Uh, because things are getting back to normal, but yet it seems like the food shelves are still getting uh, less and less when you go into. I'm amazed at what is not on the shelves uh, compared to what is, and it looks like uh, our most staple uh, products, food that we need, is the ones that's in more shortage. Uh, again, with all of the uh, call it whatever you want to, recession or whatever, we do know that prices are soaring. And uh, the thing is, uh, we need to be uh, food-wise. That's why with, at Daddy Pete, we do promote our gardening podcast to help you grow gardens as uh, you can in your home, your home yard, on your patio, on your deck, uh, there's different ways to grow and how to store. And if you'll listen to that podcast, we'll help you with that. But right now, we want to get you informed on some of this food shortage. Now, I have a two-year-old grandson, and it's quite funny. He's very bashful. So if he hasn't seen me in, in a week or so or anyone else, uh, when you walk in, he'll close his eyes. And so uh, I guess to pretend like you're not there. <laughs> Uh, the fact of the matter is he don't see me, but I'm still in the room. And I'm afraid some of us are closing our eyes to these food shortages, but guess what? They're still in the room. So you might want to take that into consideration. When you look on the shelves and you keep seeing it, you might want to say, hmm, is there something to this? All right. Now, uh, again, I told you I was going to give you a couple things to go by here. There's two agencies that... Uh, I want you to be familiar with, and again, you can sign up for both of these, and we'll go through that just a little bit. 
Uh, I did do a segment on one of the podcasts with uh, Gardening with Daddy Pete that did talk about uh, there is no food reserve in the United States. We don't have that. Uh, the only thing that we do keep in reserve is about 25 metric tons of um, wheat, and that's for foreign aid. That's not for the homeland here. So if you do think that we're prepared for shortages, we're not. If you'll go back and look in uh, May uh, 20, 21, 22, the 21st, 22nd of this year, you can also go back and look up the news resources that told that the world was down to less than 11-day shortage of wheat. Here, where we are in the Piedmont, our flour mills have seen that. I know for a fact in Virginia they've seen it, and also in South Carolina. Now, the bad part about that is we're here in July, and this is harvest season. So if anything, uh, we should have more of a surplus this time of year, but we don't. Uh, that's fact. You can look it up, and everything that I'm giving you will be too. Now, uh, there's two agencies. One is the USDA, and one is the FDA. You need to go on these sites, uh, click on their email. You can get daily emails from them, and that lets you know what's going on. Look around those sites, world and world and world um, facts and figures, and answers and help on these pages. And uh, I'm gonna go over just a little bit of that briefly with that. Now, the difference between the two agencies, the reason I, you need to be on both, is the USDA oversees meat, poultry, and egg products. Okay, USDA's part of the farm bill. We'll talk about that. However, the majority of the food supply, 80% or more, is regulated by the FDA. FDA is responsible for dairy, seafood, produce, packaged food, bottled water, whole eggs, and, and et cetera. So these are the differences between the two of the USDA and the FDA. Keep that in mind. USDA oversees the meat, the poultry, and egg products. But 80% of our food supply is regulated by the FDA, and it's responsible for all the dairy, the seafood, the produce, packaged foods, bottled water, and whole water. Now, we're going to talk about exports and imports today. We're going to talk more about that, but we're going to go to the uh, I want to go to the USDA page here um, for you to just kind of get an overview. When you go to their home page, you can scroll down and it gives you different things. And these are the products that the USDA regulates. Okay, just to give you a quick overview. The FDA regulates. This is the FDA. What they regulate? They regulate food, drugs, medical devices, radiation emitting products, vaccines, blood, and biologics. Animal and veterinarian, cosmetics, and tobacco products are the things that they regulate. Now, under each one of those headings, you can go through there. And uh, just for instance, uh, I'll click on the food. Well, first thing that comes up, we're talking about the infant formula update, uh, product recalls, uh, and then the enforcement for some of the companies that uh, didn't uh, take heed to their warnings or uh, intentionally uh, didn't follow the guidelines. Uh, I'm going to hit on product recall here for one. Uh, this is one 
going back, I think I finally got a better list here. Let me see right here. If I can find that while we're talking here uh, uh, on food, well, we can see that here in just a second um, on the recalls because this page is really, it is just to give you an idea, you can go down through it on labeling and nutrition, the ingredients and packaging, uh, food defense. You can do dietary supplements, chemicals, medicals, pesticides, and foods, international uh, coordination. You got compliance and enforcement, and science uh, and research that's being done on food too. So it's not just one thing; it's a lot. Now let's go into recalls here in just a minute. I want to give you an idea of what we got on recalls here. Um, June. Let's see if they've got a better. Okay. July 20th, Eat Just Incorporated recalls egg chop spring greens because of possible health risk. July the 19th, Albertson's Company's voluntary recall select ready meal seafood, undeclared allergens. Uh, July 16th, Sweet Lawrence Incorporated issued voluntary allergy alert on undeclared gluten product. Now, this just goes on and on and on. We have recalls, it seems like, every day. Uh, just to give you another one here, uh, on July the 21st, multiple brands, it's an over-the-counter medical product. It goes under drugs. Uh, the products were stored outside temperature requirements. The company name was Family Dollar on that one. Uh, dose Viral, uh, Vital, I'm sorry, Dose Vital, it is honey, but it is listed under uh, drugs, it's undeclared active pharmaceutical ingredient in that uh, dose vital honey, and that's by MKS, MKS Enterprises. Uh, another one, uh, ready meals, uh, seafood items, food and beverage allergen, seafood, seafood product, undeclared allergen, fish, crustacean, egg, wheat, and soy. That's for the Albertson Company. Uh, Sweet Lawrence Cookie, sourdough cookie. No, food and beverages, allergen, bakery product mix, undeclared gluten, and that's under them. Multiple brand names. Magnesium citrate, saline laxative. It's under drugs. Microbial contamination with a word that I can't even think about, <laughs> pronounce it, but it's through Bijan. Uh, Another one, July the 15th. These are all in July, guys. I'm just reading on and on and on. I'm just trying to get you to see what's going on with our food and what's making it to the shelves, but yet it has to be recalled. Um, Noteria, freeze-dried blueberries, food and beverages. Uh, from uh, Brandstorm, Belafonte, chocolate to die for premium ice cream, food and beverage allergy. Undeclared peanuts. Okay, so if you got a peanut allergy, pick up that ice cream, uh, you know, then you've got problems. You're going on with that. And we can go on and on. We're just up to uh, July the 13th here. I'm going backward on this. Uh, Kingdom honey, uh, food and beverage type, undeclared solidophil in it. That's the shop acts. Uh, enjoy life, make snacks. Product may contain hard plastic pieces. Enjoy Life Natural Brands. Uh, 
even for your dogs. Here's Begging Barker, Billow's Best Friend, and Green Coast Pets Chicken Dog Treats. This is under the animal and veterinarian recall, Salmonella, Stromberg Poots. So it's not only for you, not only for your children, but even for your pets. Let's go see if it's enough. Right here's another one for pets. Primal Pet Foods, raw frozen primal, uh, primal patties for dog beef formula. Potential Listeria, Monosauce genes. All right. And that's under Primal Pet Foods. So it goes, the list goes on and on and on. But these are the things you can go to the FDA's page and you can sign up on an email or you can check them every day, whatever you want to do. But you can go through Facebook, you can go through Tweet, uh, LinkedIn's got it, or you can do your email or you can actually print it off if you want to do it. So um, there's a way to sign up on these pages for that. Now, let's go into, uh, let's just check right here the uh, USDA for a minute. USDA, you go to their homepage, and uh, again, they tell you about recalls on their part. They also uh tell you about uh different uh, reports on export and import they do a daily reporting um what we export and what we import now you can see that on here that some of the things that uh, you can look through and see it, they have a daily report a weekly report on it. it's barley and cottonseed oil soybeans beef black seed uh, soybean cake and meal, uh, cattle hides, which is kind of crazy, grain, sorghum, soybean oil, linseed oil, sour plate, corn, oats, pork, cotton, cottonseed, rice, wheat, and uh, cottonseed byproducts. Now, uh, the thing about that is we are just not realizing how much of our food is being Export. I'm going to give you just one quick overview because I want you to go through here and search these sites because uh, if you do, then the next time that uh, we have our podcast, you'll understand. I'm going to give you just a quick uh, thing on wheat here. Uh, what we exported in wheat and who got it in 2021? Mexico. Now, these figures are given in thousand metric tons so when i give you the number keep in mind that's thousand metric tons that we exported mexico 1.29 billion that was in 2021 the philippines we exported 870.70 million metric tons to the philippine of wheat china 802.54 million japan 702.22 million a uh, thousand metric tons went to Japan, Nigeria, 504 million, South Korea, 495 million, Taiwan, 303 million, Colombia, 192 million, Thailand, 186, Yemen, 153 million. That's just the top 10 they give. Now you can go on and get the rest of the uh, story, like Paul Harvey used to say, if you want to go ahead and research the top 100. But we have experiencing wheat shortages here in the United States, but yet, and 2022 has already started out with higher export rates on wheat than that. So if that just gives you a little bit of idea where our uh, 
grain is going. I was going to look and see here if we could just take a quick look at corn here for you. Because to be honest with you, corn is probably our most uh, versatile crop that we grow. We do the most with it. And you think, well, you know, I don't eat that much corn. No, but we do corn oil with it. We do corn syrups with it. Corn meals, corn flour uh, is used in, I, I would dare say corn's probably used in 80% of just about everything that we uh, manufacture in food some way or another. So just to give you a quick idea on this one and what's the one, keep in mind again, these are done in thousand metric tons. I'm giving you the figure. China, 5.1 billion. Mexico, 4.72 billion. Japan, 3.19 billion. Colombia, 1.1 billion. These are 1,000 metric tons. Now, not bushels, 1,000 metric tons. South Korea, 857 million. Canada, 661 million. Taiwan, 434 million. Guatemala, 341. Costa Rica, 207 million. And Honduras, 204. Please keep in mind that's the top 10. That is not all of our export. So we are uh, constantly exporting our food out of the country. Now, I do understand that ever, but globally we all have to, to eat. And that's why we kind of call this Daddy Pete's Global Gardening. But what we do need to be is smart and aware. Now, when we, when we do the segment on what we import here in a day or so, and I think that you're going to really put these two together and see what's going on. Let's take, for instance, soybeans. Okay? Let's see what we exported in soybeans in 2021 and who got those. Keep in mind who's getting these. These are things that comes up. You can go on the pages and look at this yourself, and you need to. You need to see it with your own eyes. That way you won't be like I told you, my little grandson. When this comes in the room, you close your eyes, you don't see it, but it's still there. So you know, keep that in mind. China bought 4,000 metric tons now, 14.13 billion of uh, our soybeans. Uh, Mexico, 2.67 billion. The European Union got 2.2. Egypt got 1.3 billion. Japan got 1.35 billion. Indonesia got 1.08. Taiwan got 735 million. Bangladesh, 475 million. Thailand, Thailand, 465 million. Vietnam, or Vietnam, whichever way you prefer to say it, 395 million. Again, top 10. This is not all the exports that we did in all the countries, just the top 10. So I want you to uh, do this for me, if you would. Please look around in your grocery store, see what's going down, look at your meat counter, see what's going on. I know that inflation's wide open and we're doing that, but shortages sometimes cause high prices also. You need to think of that. Now, uh, go on these websites, if you would, the USDA. Look at your farm bill. See where that money's spent. It's going to surprise you. These are things that we're going to be talking about, okay? I want you to be informed on what's really going on with food. And these agencies are tied to more than just food, that the money is set aside for food, but <laughs> it's not really happening. Now, another thing, uh, go to the FDA's page. Make sure that you sign up, get your recall, get your information. 
for those. And yes, he may even want to start a new email because they do keep you so informed on this. And I'm going to give you an example uh, here. I'm going to pull up my email right quick because I do get uh, a tremendous amount of uh, mails. Uh, here's one right now. Uh, I got one for the U.S. or uh, the, from the FDA. Here's the FDA MedBot. It's on my email. SARS-CoV-2 viral mutation impact on COVID-19 test. Now it goes to and tells me what's going on and the impact is on the test that we've already got out. And that keeps me informed for today. I know what's happening. Okay. Uh, let me go down here and grab another one because good Lord, they're everywhere. But I just want to get something that kind of gives you an idea. Okay. Um, well, here, just so you'll know, uh, USDA is wanting to buy upland cotton. That's something. And then you go on and it gives you the report for it. Let's go to another one right quick and uh, see what's going on here. Uh, uh, here. Here is one of the best things you can do once you go to the USDA page, sign up for uh, they have what they call a magazine. Uh, uh, will be online. It is Amber Waves, A M B E R Waves, W A V E S, and it's the economics of food, farming, natural resources, and rural America. Uh, it tells you what's going on. Uh, again, what's being marketed, what our plans are, uh, health issues, all of that. Talk to you about the SNAP policies, uh, the WIC policies and all. Now, the reason I'm saying that, that's part of the Farm Bill. Most people don't know that. The Farm Bill has got all this money, and when people see it in the budget, they're saying, wow, we're giving all these farmers this money. Over 75% of the Farm Bill that's helping farmers actually goes to your SNAP, your WIC, to your all the programs that we're giving out for nutrition through the government. Now, that's not being handed out to the farmer. Even though we use the terminology farm bill, that's not correct. It's not a farm bill. And I know why they call it that. It is, well, we're helping the farmer out because, you know, we're taking his this money and they can buy his goods. We just exported our goods. And let me tell you about the ones that were important. That's not our farmers. That's going to be our next one, okay? Well, you've got to look on some of these things and see it. I want you to understand one thing. This is not a political thing. We're not here for what side of the fence you're on. Has nothing to do with it. Trust me, this has been done over years. We're not here for political purposes. It's not what we're here. We're not here for any kind of gain to Daddy Pete. Doesn't, doesn't make us or break us. Doesn't do anything. We are just concerned enough for our fellow citizens that we do want you to know what's going on. So uh, please look up these things here. Get yourself informed. We're going to be talking about that here on Daddy Pete's Global Gardening. We're going to get you informed on what's going on. We're going to go through a little more and tell you what you need to, uh, if anything, stockpile, because our government does not stockpile food. We found that out. Uh, also on the right things to do uh, and growing that garden. And you can also go with uh, Gardening with Daddy Pete. Gives you some good tips on that. Go to our website, uh, daddypeach.com, and you can listen to all these podcasts. You can sign up and get them. Also, if you have any questions or any comments, we'd love to hear from you on that. While you're there, uh, we do give a gardening um, 
tip for uh, all month of different vegetables, how to grow fruits, uh, recipes, a few different things uh, on a for our uh, monthly email. Sign up for that. That's free. We don't sell your name. We don't pass it along. So it's just strictly going to be there. Uh, also, while you're there, if you'd like to and you are gardening, uh, take a look at our different products. It gives you descriptions on what it would do to help you further. We would love uh, for you to look at that also. So until next time, this is Melvin York, and you've been listening to Daddy Pete's Global Gardening.